Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for July 9th, 2020 is made possible by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Our music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening is, of course, Dan. What is going on, everybody? Dan, before we actually get to talk about tonight's Dynamite episode, I do want to remind everybody that we are doing a giveaway for leaving us a rating and a review through Apple Podcasts, and it does last until the end of this month. At 20 reviews, which we have already hit, Kyle is buying somebody randomly drawn lunch and how we're doing these random drawings. We're going to be doing them in our discord server. So if you're not in there yet, jump in our discord server. We had a couple people jump in over the past couple days. It's been nice. So more and more people are coming in there. Some of these guys definitely letting us know they're leaving ratings and reviews, which is what you should be doing. And again, if you left the review, jump in there, let us know. So that way we get you entered into the giveaway. Because remember, we already hit the 20 reviews. So Kyle's buying somebody randomly lunch at the end of the month at 40 reviews, which are closing in on. I think we're honestly just a couple away. We're picking someone else at random. And Frank is throwing in a $20 Amazon gift card. And then at 60 reviews, if we get there by the end of the month, we're picking someone else at random. And Dan, you are throwing in a $25 Pro Wrestling gift certificate. I am. Pretty good deal. It honestly takes less than a minute of your time to rate all four of our shows across leveldowngames.com. That's Max Level, BG Mania, the one you're listening to now, Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast, and The Media Files. Doing that gets you four separate entries into our giveaway. And, you know, there's not a ton of people out there doing it. So you have a pretty good chance, you know, a four and whatever chance of winning something. Not too bad. Not no, too bad. Not at all. If, I'll take if we get, odds. If, if we get more people to uh, to leave reviews than 60, you know, like I said, we'll do something at 80. We'll do something at 100. We'll keep rewarding every 20 until the end of July because we really are trying to make a push right now to get some ratings interviews for our podcasts. So if you're listening out there and you haven't done so yet and you want to help us out and you want to potentially win something cool, leave us those ratings interviews. Please, 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 please do it. Okay, so night two, Fighter Fest. We're here. We talked about night one last week. If you, for whatever reason, just finding the podcast this week, first of all, welcome. We're, what is this, seven episodes deep? Not that many. (laughs) If you want to go back and listen to the others, you can, but you don't have to. Uh, But we did talk about night one last week, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, because, you know, we kind of both thought that night one was pretty good. Night two, dude, I liked night two. There's a lot to like about night two for Fighter Fest. Yeah, they def- it was definitely a good follow up to night one because night one uh, had set the bar very high, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, it was I, I, it was a great event. There was one thing, though, that I really do want to kind of mention before we dive into the actual card itself. Dude, I honestly didn't know this until Frank mentioned it in Discord the other day. I'm so disappointed that the results kind of leaked online before the episode aired. Yeah, I I honestly didn't know that it wasn't live. Was last week live? Last week was live. Okay, so I wonder and if they shot this. They kind of taped, from what I 
what I'm having to guess is if they did it on the same day, they kind of would have had to stagger tape it, right? Because they yeah. made it look like or at the eight o'clock hour tonight that it was light outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it couldn't have been taped after last week's episode. So either they stagger taped it on Wednesday and last week wasn't technically live, even though maybe it was filmed, you know, maybe 30 minutes before it was supposed to. You know what I mean? Maybe gotcha, they did it early yeah. or something like that. Or maybe they did this the very next day. I have no idea, but it's unfortunate that one of the fans that was let inside that, you know, supposedly is a friend or a family member of one of the staff members of AEW or one of the performers leaked out the results. That's super shitty. And like I said, really I didn't shitty. even realize that because um, we were talking about Taz's announcement the other day. Yes. And Frank had mentioned that he looked it up because the results leaked. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't even know. <laughs> so, yeah. I was a little bummed to find out that it wasn't live. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. If, if you are getting the, uh, you know, the pleasure to go to these events during this, you know, pandemic, don't leak the results, man. They're 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 relying on these things to stay hidden. Say, dude, same shit happened to NXT. I was One of the actual wrestlers. Say, yeah, yeah. And that was a big match, right? I mean, that was a we huge literally match. found out. I think that night last week, like literally Wednesday night after we recorded last week's episode, I think before I went to sleep. We found out that Keith Lee was the dual champion. <laughs> so that's that's just it's so crazy, man. You really got to you got to pay attention to what the hell you're doing. Yes, you do. Did you notice that uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was also sitting ringside again, obviously, because it was taped around yeah. the same time. But yeah, I did notice that he wrestled on dark last night against Sean Spears. Yeah. Yeah, which I hear was a pretty good match. I so. did hear it was a really good match. I know. I think I believe Sean Spears uh, won, and he keeps. Uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter or not, but he is tweeting a lot of stuff indicating you know a, a four man stable. Something's happening. Something yeah. is happening. I, I do think the uh, the four horsemen rumor revival is probably probably happening, and that, that is really exciting. So it really is. And, and I'm glad that Brian Pillman Jr. is there, man. You know, I'm yeah, glad too. he's getting some more exposure. You know, I know he is currently signed to Major League Wrestling, but they're currently not doing anything right now because of the pandemic. And they haven't ran shows in months. And I don't think they're running anything until like October or November. So with his contract that he has, he's he's free to work somehow in AEW. I don't think he's allowed to go anywhere else, but he is somehow allowed to come here. So that's pretty cool. So I'm glad it he really did. is. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope he sticks around. I really do. I really do. Uh, but let's get to Fighter Fest night two. We kicked off the show with the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending against Private Party. And I told you last week, Dan, that this was going to be a much <laughs> better match than what we saw when uh, Private Party and then, you know, Proud and Powerful went together last week. This match was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. I actually wrote it down right underneath the, the match notes. That's the first note I wrote. I said a lot better match uh, for Private Party uh, this week. Dude, that middle rope springboard by it's, it's Isaiah huge. Cassidy halfway through the match. Yeah. That was pretty freaking sick. I yeah, really like, enjoyed that. What if he that. misses that, though, you know? Like, it's it's a crazy move because I, I had to, like, rewind and just watch it because I just wanted to see exactly how he did it because that that's a little tricky. There were a couple moments on Dynamite tonight that I had to actually go back and rewatch again immediately after they happened. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Dynamite really... was was chock full of the good spots tonight, man. Oh, yes, it was. 
But yeah, this was an incredible match. I, I really had fun with this. You know, we, we've talked about Matt Hardy standing on the outside and kind of giving guidance to private party and kind of molding them into, you know, a more cohesive and better tag team because they've always been good. But, you know, they, they're slowly getting better and better and putting them in the ring with, you know, a veteran like Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew we were going to get something special just because of the match that these guys had against the Young Bucks that we talked about last week. So uh, this was a really freaking good match. But I am glad that the titles retained, uh, you know, with Adam Page and Kenny Omega. No, me as well. And at first, you know, it it felt like Omega and Page were just kind of like placeholders for the tag belts. And they've really grown on me. And I really actually kind of like the dynamic that they have in the matches that they put on. So I'm excited to kind of see where it goes and, you know, who who will, will they end up losing the belts to? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I, I kind of, on Twitter tonight, I kind of tweeted it out. But AEW really does have the best fucking tag team division in the world, in my opinion, man. Just every hands, single week. Hands down, dude. It's, every it, single yeah. week. Yeah, they just put on some fire, you know, to use the word of their show, some dynamite matches just every single week in the tag team division. And it's just such a pleasure to watch. Um it will be interesting to see who is going to be the next team, you know, to kind of run with the titles. And I'm kind of glad that Omega and Adam Page have had this lengthy run no, because me too. It, it's given something, you know, for Kenny Omega to really focus on because Kenny Omega, if he's not in the tag division, needs to be in the title picture. Like there, there's exactly. no, no question about it. Kenny Omega still is probably your best wrestler on the roster. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. 100% would agree with that. Yeah. Kenny Omega. I mean, like I said, he's, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh, he's well traveled. I mean, yeah. yeah one of the absolute best. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully their tag title reign doesn't end anytime soon. I am enjoying what the, uh, oh, I love what it. they're doing Absolutely with it. So love it. Yeah. it's been really fun. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Match number two was surprising for me because I thought this <laughs> was going to be a squash, squash. match. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? I, I we 100% talked about it. thought this was going to be a squash match. Uh, Joey Janela taking on Lance Archer. Was it an amazing match? No, no, not at all. I mean, it was your typical Lance Archer style match. Joey Janela did get some offense thrown in. You know, they had Sunny Kiss out there and... Uh, you know, they had they had Lance Archer carry Sunny Kiss down to the ring. Like, uh, that was that a great way to start it off, yeah. I thought. Because <laughs> he didn't come down and beat anybody up, man. That's what I love about Lance Archer is every time, you know, everybody dies. And he just comes out and fucking punches people in the face. Exactly. It doesn't matter it who it is. Someone yeah. standing behind the guardrail used to knock out every single uh, like guy that stands around the ring of New Japan. He used to knock out every single one of those guys. <laughs> Dude, he was a dominant force in New Japan as well before he came to uh, AEW. I could imagine that he was. Uh, yeah, he's a tank. Yeah, he, he's definitely been uh, been one of the highlights for AEW for me. But yeah, Lance Archer got the victory. We kind of expected that. It, Like I said, it was a decent match. But Yeah, it was all right. It was it was better than I thought it was going to be because, you know, like I said, we had talked to a squash match. So I'm actually glad it wasn't and we got to see a little uh, Janela, you know, flex a little bit. But yeah, in the end, Lance Archer had to win that match. Yep. I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, Joey Janela will start kind of getting his due. <laughs> I'm a, such a big fan of Joey Janela. Yeah. I, I, I mean, ju- he had that I just great want Moxley him to match. get the spotlight, man. I, yeah, dude, I know. Right? Yeah. Like that, what, and that, may, did that main event? Uh, 
I think that main evented Fighter Fest last year, right? Was it fight? Wow, was it that long ago that that match happened? Yeah, I want to say it main evented whatever show it uh, it, it was on. So. I, I, I do. I, I want him to, you know, kind of somehow be featured more. And this is a good start. At least he's getting on the show. So, yeah, he's on the he's show and just, it wasn't a squash match. He's not match. sitting ringside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had a Darby album promo that I'm sure uh, you enjoyed because I know you always kind of enjoy these wacky things that he does. Yeah, it was well at first because you didn't see what he was what he was gonna do his coffin drop into. You know, it was like we just the mysterious, and then you see that he jumped um, quite a few feet in the air into one of those uh, sponge or whatever those uh, the skaters and all that used to practice their moves. We saw him coffin drop into that from quite a few quite high up. So off like a like a scaffolding rig or something. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know exactly what that machine is called. But, yeah, they had it pretty hoisted up there. Man, yeah, I would say did. at least 20, 30 feet, if not yeah. higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was if, high. If yeah, not I mean, higher, so. It took him a few seconds to fall. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Uh, didn't last long, though, man. That video was super short. He just kind of talked for a few seconds and then cough and drop off the top. Yeah, and that was it. And they keep, it, they keep it in the black and white theme, you know, the when they do these videos like they did uh, last week. You know, it's, so it's, I don't know why they do that, I guess. But uh, it's keeping the, you know, it's it's keeping his name out there and it's keeping him somewhat relevant. And he did call out Brian Cage. He did. So potentially, you know, giving Brian Cage something after this John Moxley match, maybe he'll you know, move on to do something with Darby Allen. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Especially, you know, because then that would mean Darby Allen's getting a shot at the AEW title, baby. Because Brian no. Cage is going to win no, next you're week. you're wrong. You're wrong. Brian Cage nope. is definitely nope. winning next week. <laughs> Speaking of Brian Cage, next we had Taz and Brian Cage come down to the ring. And dude, do I have to say every single week that every time Taz picks up that mic, now I get goosebumps. Just, he literally... He's got so much emotion behind what he's saying, dude. And I really, truly feel like he's honestly speaking from the heart here. No, 100. I mean, again, when he did last last week when he had that uh, sloppy show comment and all the buzz that that created, you know. So, yeah, we're getting Taz coming out again. And this time he has a special announcement. Yeah, man. He comes out with this, you know, typical black bag. I'm already thinking, oh, man, he's got some sort of title. Mm -hmm. I start thinking hardcore title. And then I look up and I was like, oh, no. I looked at Jessica. I was like, it's going to be the FTW championship. I fucking knew it was going to be the FTW championship, man. And I am so excited to see this title again on TV. I haven't seen this title, dude. It was a little emotional because ECW for me will always be the number one wrestling promotion. ECW is dude, I was such a big fan of ECW. It's it's a really, really pivotal moment of my life. You know, kind of the the heyday of ECW 96 to 2001. We were in the prime of our dude, like teen years back then. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we were we were on top of the world. My mom really enjoyed wrestling. Her and I used to kind of travel around the circuit of Ohio and stuff. And, you oh, know, we, really ca cool. we caught some ECW shows live. And I just dude, I have so many good memories of ECW that it'll always be number one for me. Uh, you know, I, I think Paul Heyman is a genius. I wish he was. I, I wish I mean, I wish he would have been more successful. I really, really, really do. And not to say that he's not successful, but I wish that he would have been able to maintain his own promotion and really, you know, just kind of do what he wanted to do. Because after WWE purchased ECW, 
he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Well, yeah, so. <laughs> ECW wasn't ECW he still anymore. He still can't do what he wants to do. He was already fired from Raw. <laughs> well, hey, come on over to AEW. Yeah, yeah, come join Taz again, man, because, man, this promo Ooh. was good. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, are they going to officially recognize the FTW championship in AEW? Because it, like Taz mentioned, it's always been unofficially recognized. I'm almost positive it only appeared in ECW. I believe so. That's why I had some. I know they said it was kind of similar to the million dollar belt that WWF had, where it wasn't official. It wasn't an officially sanctioned belt. Correct. Yeah. I'm actually. I had to look it up now. So. And I believe Taz was the youngest FTW champion. Well, he was the inaugural. And well, the first. It's his title. <laughs> He created it and ECW never officially recognized it. So, you know, Taz is like, fuck it, man. That was his thing back then. Taz was an ultimate freaking badass dude. Fuck the world type mentality. Choke him out. And yeah. And he created this FTW championship and then he lost it to Sabu. He put it on the line and lost it to Sabu on just a regular TV event in December of 1998 and then won it back in March of 1999. And that was pretty hmm. much it. <laughs> okay, well. But it was never officially recognized in ECW. It was just this thing that Taz and, you know, he kind of just used it in a in a storyline with Sabu. And it's really freaking cool to see it being brought back here and given to Brian Cage. It, it makes it honestly, it would be cool to see Brian Cage win next week. I know I kind of say that. But it does kind of make me think he's not going to now. Yeah, because you think they're going to want to kind of push him having the FTW champion. And if they're going to officially recognize it. Yes. True. Now, if they're not going to officially recognize it, then I could see Taz still using that as some fire material in in promos to come. (laughs) So we'll have to wait and see, man. But dude, I, I was into this promo and I was marking out like a freaking teenager again, seeing the FTW title. Like that was so cool. That yeah, was I, w- so I was shocked. Cool. It, it it definitely caught me uh, off guard. So it was it was a really probably one of the cooler non wrestling moments of the night. Absolutely. And then we had the match of the night, man. And then we had the match of the yeah. night, at least for me. But I'm hoping you agree here. Uh, no, I agree. Eight man tag. We had the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros taking on FTR and the Young Bucks. This match was everything I wanted it to be, man. This match solidified why I said what I did on Twitter, that AEW has the best fucking tag team wrestling every single week on TV. Dude. Uh, Ray fucking Phoenix, man. Holy smokes. The dude, the dude walking on the tight, on the top rope, the moves that that dude has, man. uh, Yeah, it's leaving me speechless right now. I'm having a hard time finding the words. That match was great. I'm actually getting goosebumps kind of talking about it. Uh, it, it was. It was just high-flying, um, you know, uh, FTR and uh, the Young Bucks kind of, like, sharing each other's moves. And, like, uh, that was a really cool— great tag team chemistry, man. Like, yeah, I was really super did. impressed. Yeah. You know, I was very impressed, and I'm glad to see it because— I, you know, you just mentioned you're getting goosebumps talking about this match. I just literally got goosebumps thinking about the match that we're going to see against, you know, when FTR goes against the Young Bucks. Like, that is going to be a match for the, I know it, it's going to be one of the best tag team matches we've ever seen. Well, and we've talked about that we're glad, we're glad it's not getting shoved down our throats now. You know, we're doing the build up 
to it, you know, hopefully, um, you know, for their next major pay-per-view. So it's nice that we're not getting it because we all want it. Or uh, they could even extend it longer if they want to, man. I mean, sure. They don't, I mean, they it, don't have to do it in the, at the September show. They could maybe, you know, do something still to set it up at the September show and then do something in November. I honestly think it depends on live shows. If we get exactly. live shows back. I think I, this match needs to happen in front of people. 100%, I 100% agree with that. I think me and the uh, the wife even uh, talked about that when the match was happening. That, you know, we knew this was coming, but it's, it's gotta, it's gotta happen in front of a live crowd. It has to. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, with, you know, Florida, you know, they're still kind of easing up on their restrictions, even though the cases are shooting higher and higher. <laughs> so it does seem like live shows are going to potentially be a thing at some point. I know, you know, WWE is definitely desperate to get back to live shows as well. So they're having some bad, time, bad troubles over their lowest rating on raw, I think, or one of the lowest ratings on raw this past just Monday. barely. I think it was like a 1.687 last Monday. Oof. And then like two months ago, they had like a 1.686 or something like that. So it, it almost was a record low, but that's dude. terrible. Dude, it's yeah, it's not going good. No, <laughs> not going good. But this match was good. Going back to Ray Phoenix, the spot with Nick Jackson when they both popped up to the top rope and then yes. Nick Jackson did oh that snapback and Rana. Yeah, dude, yeah. I literally, I I stood up and fucking screamed. And then literally, what was it? Maybe. Four minutes later, Ray Phoenix doing the Canadian Destroyer over the ropes onto, I think it may have been Nick Jackson again. I don't remember I, it exactly. Was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't because it's usually those two. They're the craziest two in there every single time. But on to everybody else on the outside. This yeah, match literally probably my favorite had it move of the all. night. Yeah, literally it, had it, it all. It was. It, it was a great match. The high flying, then you have the ground and pound and just... Like you said, the chemistry, man, even just all four of them, like even like the Butcher and the Blade, you know, they kind of feel uh, like the odd tag team out a little bit. But, but they're so good. They are. They are. They're so good. It, it was it, it match of the night for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's one that we'll probably talk and about. And it's an incredible ending. I love that the Lucha Brothers actually picked up the victory for me their too. team. Me too. I'm I was shocked, that, but I, I liked it. I was it. a little shocked that they won. I think you and I both kind of assumed that the uh, FTR and Young Bucks would probably get the victory. I'm glad they didn't. I'm yeah. glad Lucha Brothers got the victory here because honestly, man, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, those guys are one of the greatest tag teams out there right now. What they do in the ring is absolutely incredible. Uh, it, re it really is. Like I said, Ray Phoenix, I mean, that's why he got hurt uh, a few weeks ago and he missed uh, the, I think he was supposed to have a match with uh, Cody uh, Rhodes for the uh He TNT was for the belt. TNT championship, and he yeah. he took that high uh, flight off the rope and nobody caught him. That was when he was replaced by Mark Quinn from Private that's Party, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. So, yeah, he ta uh, dude, I was really impressed with him in this match and I just I even I think I tweeted it out like Ray fucking Phoenix man holy smokes <laughs> dude it was yeah it was an incredible match and it, it definitely continued along the storylines that I wanted it to so I was very very pleased with this one I'm glad they're also because right after this they're continuing the big swole Britt Baker stuff yeah I it, love it's this. literally keeping both of them as we said every single week now I think for the past three or four weeks Keeps them both relevant, but they're doing it in very smart ways. 
So if you noticed, Britt Baker didn't really have much going on tonight. You nope. know, she, you know, first of all, you know, there was right here is when Big Swole supposedly, quote unquote, got to the arena and was trying to get in. And, you know, she got served her papers saying that, you know, she was what was it suspended or whatever uh, yeah, for... suspended yep so she leaves complaining you know i drove three and a half hours down to get here <laughs> fast forward like 20 25 minutes or whatever and you know she's kind of breaking in wearing a mask again <laughs> and then going up there and then throws what what did she throw did you catch it i thought it was the paper the paper that she had got served i thought she crumpled that was it, up and was threw it just it. was it just paper because Britt baker did such a good job overreacting <laughs> well because i think what she threw it at her uh the girl that's like her body or her caretaker and then that reva slammed yeah <laughs> slammed her hand into Britt baker's nose yeah. And then Britt Baker just hooting and hollering, just being annoying as she can be. She and the did doc such comes a good over job overreacting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she just, she does it so well. And it, like you said, it's just, we had just a few minute segments, but it keeps both of them so relevant. And, and again, and I've said it before, I cannot wait for this match. I want to see it. The way that they've been doing this match now, it has to be a pay-per-view match at this point. Uh, agreed. It has it, to be. It 100%. can't be given away on Dynamite now. No. Like, th this is literally a pay-per-view quality match here in the making. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they haven't even, like, had a, had a you know, match They've literally before done this. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, this is how you do it, man. This is how you do it. And this is how you get random-ass people like us invested yeah. in, in silly things like that. So, yeah, yeah that's, how you, that's how you definitely do it. They've done it well. And then we had Nyla Rose. We had the whole thing with her. And I remember you and I were talking, like, what was the what was the announcement going to be? And there was an announcement. There was. There was. But before we got to the announcement, we found out that she was going to be taking on two pretty much enhancement talents. I had to write their yeah, names they, down. I didn't even write their names down. I wrote, who cares? <laughs> Kenzie Page and <laughs> Kylan King. Because <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. They had, I think they had a combined 0-6 record. They were there uh, to I get think, squashed. Exactly. Yeah. I think they've, I think these girls keep appearing on Dark, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think they've shown up on Dynamite. No, I believe these girls are um, used a lot in filler matches on Dark. Because Dark, honestly, man, Dark is a pretty interesting show. And I, I honestly almost think you and I should probably start watching it regularly, at least to kind of keep up on it. I agree with that. You know, especially doing this show, because I, I pay attention to the results as they scroll across the bottom. I love that they started doing that on Dynamite now. Me too. Like the ticker, you know, on ESPN and kind of thing. Like, I like that. Gives it more of a sportsy feel. But um, for the first couple of weeks, man, I, I was really, really digging dark. And I, I really enjoyed some of the stuff that they were doing. And, you know, I, I've kind of watched some stuff here and there when I hear about good matches. Like, I do want to go check out Sean Spears and Brian Pillman Jr. But I almost think that I just I'm probably going to start watching everything like every single week for this. That's because that's Tuesdays, right? It's Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I could start watching it on Tuesdays and then and yeah, can just we throw can it up, it. man. It's on it's on YouTube. Like, just throw it up randomly throughout the week. Like, it's not like we have to watch it live. <laughs> How many hours is it? Is it one hour or is it two? It's usually, usually about an hour. Okay. U okay. Usually about an hour, sometimes maybe a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, sometimes a little bit longer. But this was a, a bona fide squash match, as we knew it was going to be. Nyla Rose absolutely dominating, getting the victory here. And uh, we found out that she has hired a manager. But we didn't find out who. Yes. And I want to speculate on who potentially is Nyla Rose's manager going to be. So there's an obvious choice here, right? 
Is there? I think there is. So that's why I think it might not happen. My The obvious choice for me, well, I, maybe not. I, maybe just to get more heat on her is Vicky Guerrero. Oh, my God, dude. That would be incredible. That That's why I, that's one name that I wrote down. First, first one that came to mind was Vicky Guerrero. Wow, that would be incredible. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. I, I, I kind of hope that they do that. And, you know, it's somebody that already is kind of working in AEW. Not necessarily right. maybe yeah, not on the payroll, but she's been there and she's got, you know, the full support of everybody there and kind of already has kind of have bad blood on with WWE because she appeared there on camera. So <laughs> she's not going back to WWE now. <laughs> no, not anytime soon. So, man, that would be cool. That would be cool. My my thought process was, is it going to be somebody that was released back in April? Because next Wednesday is yeah, uh, the, uh, you know, fight for the fallen. And it is when their 90 day no compete clause comes up. So if if the manager is going to and they didn't say when we would see the manager. So I do want to no. keep that in mind. But if it was going to be as soon as next week. Could it be somebody that was released from WWE earlier this year? Yeah, it, it definitely could be. I'd have to go back uh, and take a look at the list and see who would make sense. Or is it just not going to make any sense? Uh, <laughs> I, I already looked at the list and it, it wouldn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> not too many. Nobody on the list would make any sense. So that's why I'm not sure. Yeah, Vicky's the, the first one that came to the mind and was the only one that had come to my mind. Um, I was trying to think because I know, like, I don't know. It, it, I hope it's it, Vicky. Well, now, that, now that you said it, I'm going to be disappointed if it's not. Oh, I'm so. sorry. I don't want to get your hopes up. I apologize. <laughs> Man, we have to wait and see now. That would be really cool. And we haven't seen Vicky in the crowd um, in like a month, maybe three, yeah, four weeks been, now. It's been some time. Yeah, so maybe, maybe so. Then we had the six-man tag. We had the Dark Order, Colt Cabana, Stu Grayson, and Mr. Brody Lee taking on SCU, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. I enjoyed this one as well. And I kind of like how the Dark Order just all stood out there, kind of like just, I don't know, dude, it was kind of (laughs) ominous. It was. It was a little, and then... Even before this match, though, we saw Colt Cabana being uh, tended to by the doctor because we found out that he got attacked. We don't know by who. And he had this really nasty looking bruise kind of down the one side of his body. Yeah. And, uh, Brody good Lee job on the makeup artist for that, too. That yeah, was really cool. Oh, really good job. Yeah, but, uh, that was really cool. Brody Lee had come up and said, you know, this is something that wouldn't happen, you know, if you're with us. And if I don't know if you noticed this, but Colt Cabana, I guess, said, thank you, uh, Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, if you referred that. to okay. him, referred to him the way that, uh, the way that you know, does. he should be referring to him yeah. at this point. You know, join the Dark Order, man. Just kind of embrace it because... I, I'm really enjoying the storyline now, man. I, I really am. <laughs> uh, it, it's definitely growing on me for sure. Now I kind of like want him to join the Dark Order, but then I'm wondering if maybe he's using the Dark Order, you know, to help get the wins and get his momentum back and get his head straight. You know, maybe he's using them and stringing them along. And may, who knows? Maybe this will lead to a storyline down the road. Because he did get the victory once again for his he team. He did. He got the pin and he was excited yeah. about it. Yeah, uh, Mr. Brody Lee hit the uh, discus lariat on Christopher Daniels, and Stu Grayson was currently legal, 
but you know Brody Lee ordered him to tag to tag him Colt in Cabana and to yeah. allow him to get the victory. So and that's yeah. the same. I think that's uh, yeah the second time that they've done that where they make sure that he, uh, Colt Cabana is the one getting the victory. Yes, correct. getting the victory. Here's what we can offer you. Please join. It's such a dude. It's such a cool cult like storyline, dude. I really like it. It's it's really really cool. Um, but unfortunately for you, no Christopher Daniels heel turn. <laughs> nope, no Christopher. Really, he, he's really the one that took the pinfall at some so. point tonight. I got nothing. <laughs> he got was the nothing. one that ended up taking the pinfall. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. He was the one that did take the pinfall. So yeah, I guess he's not joining the Dark Order anytime soon. Nope. And then we had the main event. Uh, I was glad, dude. I was honestly kind of glad that this was given the main event spot. I know you and I talked a little bit last week that we were hoping because, you know, the AEW tag titles would have been the only title defended tonight. And, and they were um, we kind of assumed they would probably just get the main event spot. But I'm glad this did Orange Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a huge uh, Orange Cassidy fan. Uh, really? He sells so well. Uh, by he does, the way. man. He does. This match was incredible. This was it, a it really, really was. good match. Yeah, it, was, it almost took my match of the night. Um, almost a very close second. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 100% very, very, very close second for match of the night. Um, one of my favorite things that Orange Cassidy does is the whole hands in his pocket, you know, the light tap on the shins and the crowd goes crazy. That's one thing that I miss about having the live crowd is you, you know, you, you only get so much from the people sitting ringside, but then when he's about to do the little, like, you know, where he steps back and, you know, pretends to kick, he actually gives him the, the super kick. And I absolutely love that. It caught me off guard. It was probably one of my favorite moments of the match. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. It was just a very enjoyable match. Everything about this match, it's what I wanted out of this. Um, I kind of was glad to see Chris Jericho get the victory. I know you took Orange Cassidy last week when we did our kind of like, you know, predictions, but they're not really official predictions for anything. But I, I am glad to see Chris Jericho get the victory here because I do think Jericho needs to stay in your main event picture and, you know, continuously racking up wins because he is a ratings draw. Not to say Orange Cassidy is not a ratings draw, but Orange Cassidy is no Chris Jericho. So no, I agree, and I'm again. I'm still wondering, you know, the effects of uh, COVID on Jericho because Jericho was supposed to go on tour with, uh, you know, Fozzie. So I'm wondering, you know, what kind of plans this changed. You know, um, well, I you think know, the tour was already supposed to have started, so it, I, yeah, I don't we think were, it ever did. We were gonna go. We were gonna go watch him. He was gonna be right down the road, and we were gonna go rock out to some Fozzie. Okay, Judas in my mouth. Yeah, dude, totally, man. <laughs> Overall, it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I actually, no complaints. I know, you know, we kind of talked uh, how last week uh, kind of got a little uh, sloppy um, in the middle. This really uh, pretty much maintained the momentum all night. Yeah, I do. Th I do think this was a stronger show this week than we had last week. And, you know, for that reason, I actually gave it four stars. Uh, Yeah, I'm right there with you with four stars. Cool. Very cool. So we're in agreement again. I think we were in agreement last week, too. Um, last week so. or two weeks ago. Yes. So. Yeah. One, no, one well, it would have been two weeks ago. It, I think it was last week. I think, I think it, it had, had to have been last week. So. Uh, overall fighter fest we were in complete agreements for then <laughs> yeah it, it was a great two-night event um, it was it was it was it was and you know we obviously already kind of you know tipped the hat earlier um we we do know keith lee is the dual champion over nxt so congrats to him as well that's really cool 
Yeah, really cool to see that they're giving him the push that he deserves, you know, putting both belts on him. So it'll be curious to see where that goes. Uh, definitely will be paying attention to that for sure. All right, man. Next week, we get to look forward to Fight for the Fallen. And we're not going to do predictions on this one because I don't think that they have announced the complete card. I no, think I know we're going to get uh, we're, what, so the, far. Uh, I think we Lucho only have four Bros. announced matches. Yeah, actually, I'm excited for Lucho Bros and FTR. I'm excited to see that match. Lucha Bros and FTR is going to be an incredible freaking match, man. I'm so excited that's happening. Um, we're getting the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks teaming up to take on Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, yes. Jungle Boy and yeah. Marco Stunt. I think that's going to be so much fun. That's going to be so cool. Uh, Cody is defending the AEW TNT championship against Sonny Kiss. So that's really freaking cool. And then, of course, the AEW World Championship, John Moxley defending against Brian Cage, uh, where we're going to see a goddamn new AEW champion. No. I'm telling see, you so, right so now. Yeah, we're not giving predictions, but we could, we've, we've talked about this for the last few weeks. You are clearly team Brian Cage and I am. I'm team Brian team Cage all the way. Yes. Moxley. He's boring. He's boring. <laughs> that's just, I just, that's, that's my, that's my life. I, I live a very vanilla life. So that's, that's why I love me some I'm John saying, Moxley. I'm not saying you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I just, I, I'm a, I'm a Moxley fan. I love his promos. So I do like his matches. So I, I am excited for this match. So I'm curious. I don't know if they'll let him drop it. I I don't know if they'll let him. Drop I don't it. hate John Moxley. I don't. I don't. I, I actually, you know, I, I am a fan of his. I, I don't. There's nobody that I actually hate in terms of wrestling. There's, you know, I, I pretty much can find something to enjoy about every single person. So I, I never really complain too much. I just I, I don't know, man. I've, I've had a hard time getting behind Moxley lately. I have. But I had a hard time getting behind him in WWE as well, so I don't know. Well, but they used him so weirdly, and just doing the weird stuff after the Shield broke up, and yeah, they really botched his uh, his character. So I'm glad you know that he's in AEW now and gets the the freedom because I, I wish I he do, was still doing stuff like he did with Kenny Omega last well, year. Well, yeah, I, and I know he that's, likes that's those the matches. Stuff that I enjoy, but I just wonder if you know they have to kind of toe the line with that. Oh, they stuff, do. They 100 you know? do. They have to be so, careful. Correct. And of course, you know they got to they got to be careful with their bodies as well. So, well, yeah, exactly. You don't want Moxley or yeah, Kenny Omega, you know, getting put on the shelf for a while. Exactly. They're kind of needed. <laughs> definitely needed. So, but I don't know, man, like I, I'm definitely team Brian Cage. I, I really want to see the AEW title change hands next week. I really, really do. I guess I don't just because Moxley really didn't get to, you know, uh, promote it uh, in front of a crowd like he won it in front of a crowd but that was like one of the last times that, that we much got it. live yeah, yeah you know that's um, pretty much it yeah so well, just it'll be, be interesting nice to see him walk through some it is it just I it'd be cool to see him walking through the crowd with that belt I just hate that you know he hasn't been able to kind of enjoy it in that sense so yeah we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting, man. Like I said, four matches announced. I wonder if we'll get because we usually get right around six or so every dynamite. I was say, we should probably at least get two more matches. Yeah. So maybe we will hopefully get uh, two more matches and I'll, I'll be curious to see what those are because, you know, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier on in the show. But that 90 day no compete does expire for all the big stars that were released earlier this year from WWE. So 
potentially somebody could show up on Dynamite next week. I I feel like if I was a betting man, I would place a bet that we get a... I think somebody shows up next week. One person, right? Just one, probably. Yeah, don't give it don't give it all to us. We're not going to yeah. get everything on one night. No, and I don't want it on one night. I think they are going to hire a couple people, but I don't think we're going to get everybody next Wednesday. But I think we no. get one person next Wednesday. No, just slow drip it to us. My money's on Zack Ryder next week, though. That's kind of where my money was going. He just tweeted out uh, a few days ago about saying the X, you know X amount of days until... You know, and something about getting ready. So I, I think he's chomping at the bit, and then I think he ha- he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder, and I think it's gonna. Hopefully, he's got something he, to prove, man. It, yeah, it, honestly, it gives agree. me goosebumps thinking about it. I, hey, I just got I'm him. Getting goosebumps there, there too, dude. Zack yeah. Ryder has something to prove, he and does, I think and that it, he's gonna he's gonna if it's not AEW, wherever Zack Ryder ends up, whether it's Impact Wrestling, whether he goes to Japan and works for New Japan for a little while, whatever he's gonna do over the next two to three years, he's got a lot to prove, and it's gonna does. be so much fun to actually watch him get the time to shine. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna he's gonna light up the wrestling world over the next two to three years. I'm making that prediction now. Zack Ryder's going to be a big star. I'm on that train. I want to see what he can bring to the table and prove the naysayers, uh, a.k.a. WWE, wrong. Yeah, I think Zack Ryder next week. Uh, I, I do think Miro slash Rusev will, is, is pretty much a lock for AEW. I do. So we'll have to see when he decides to show up or when they decide to bring him in. But other than that, man, I don't know who else it could be next week. No, those would be if they were, the were going to bring somebody in. Like, those are the two that I think would make a big splash for next week. And I think that's what you need. You need a big name, big splash. Yeah. I mean, you know, Eric Rowan's not going to be a big splash if he shows up with the Dark Order next week. <laughs> no. The, yeah, that'd actually be a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, honestly. Totally. It would 100% be a letdown. You know who else I think they should grab is Curtis Axel. I think that's the other guy they should grab. He was, you know, what, a Paul Heyman guy for a really short time. Yeah, he was, man. And he's got so much talent just, you know, being the I son mean, of Mr. Perfect alone just say, gives you so much DNA. talent. Just Mr. gives Perfect you so much fucking talent. Wrestlers. That, like, literally, those are the three names I think they should pick up. I think AEW needs to grab Curtis Axel. I think they need to grab Zack Ryder. I think they need to grab Miro. Those are the three I would sign. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Drake Maverick obviously went back to WWE. I'm, I'm looking at the releases here now. Kurt Angle's, you know, he's not going anywhere else. Kurt Angle's done. Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, we, we know they're we know where they're going. Yeah. They're already they're already done deal. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Eric Young is definitely going to be ending up back in Impact Wrestling as well as this. That's EC3. what I figured. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like those guys are definitely heading back. Um, and then that just leaves what Heath Slater. He was on raw this past Monday. He was. And I actually like what they did there. I actually, because I think there was a lot of emotion. He, you know, he, you could see, and I think that was genuine. I don't think any of that was made up and I really like what they did there. So uh, it was I a think good send off for somebody that didn't get a send off. I agree. And I, I actually will tip my hat, uh, to WWE for letting, uh, him kind of have the proper send off because I, know I wonder if the, Drew I was being, behind that a lot. I have to, wonder. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to 100% say that I think he was. I have to wonder if maybe Drew was behind that. Uh, I, I honestly think Heath Slater is going to end up in Impact Wrestling. I do. I think yeah, Impact is going to take more guys than than AEW. I think so. Um, also, I, I don't know if we have time for this or, or what. Um, we got time for whatever. Austin Aries. Where's he at? Is he still considered an asshole? I remember he was like a dude. He was a huge asshole 
like what last year or something he did something in tna right or impact yeah he was in impact and he really made a name for himself and then he came over to wwe for a very short time and i think he even was i'm trying to think who he was in a match with that kicked off a wrestlemania and they put on one hell of a match and then I can't remember, I think he asked for his release. I, I don't know all the details behind it, um, but he had asked for his release, and I haven't really um, heard his name anywhere, so I'm curious. He's actually somebody I would like to see in AEW. Let's see here. Second return to Impact Wrestling for Austin Aries was in 2018. It says Austin Aries would drop the title to Impact the follow. Oh, to Johnny Impact. Okay, to Johnny Nitro the following night. But the former champion seemingly. Okay, that's right. I thought so. So Austin Aries was basically considered a huge asshole because he no sold the finish of the match and then quickly got up after getting pinned, yelling at everybody at ringside, kind of doing the whole Bret Hart flipping off the crowd. Like he he did that in Impact, and then. you know, Johnny, uh, you know, Johnny impact was like, you know, are you fucking kidding me? Like what's going on? But yeah, he got pissed off and left. And then I totally forgot about the controversy. Yep. Returned to the independent circuit. And it's now it looks like he is working for major league wrestling. Hmm. Cause he had a lot of talent. He was very good on the mic. And I know he, he is. Pretty he's damn great. Good Austin Aries is a yeah. great wrestler. I think yeah. he has a bad temper. <laughs> yeah. And that, that can ruin a lot of people. Yeah, it, it can. So, all right, man. What do you say? Spent enough time this week in this virtual ring. It's time to get on out of here, huh? Yeah, it's time to hot tag and go to bed. <laughs> At least me anyway. We want to thank everybody out there for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music, an all elite wrestling podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. Like we mentioned at the top of the show, still doing that giveaway. So make sure you're doing it. We'd also be grateful if you could drop another to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. It's growing quickly, if you haven't already. And while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames, which is also growing quickly, Dan. People are following the Twitch, which is nice. Are they, are they following you too? Hopefully. I don't know. Because you're on Twitch, Dan. I am on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash crazed11, K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. Um, yeah, doing some streaming. Um... Warzone, Beat the Last of Us. I don't know. Uh, the next, well, I'm, Ghost of Tsushima is coming out. I was going to do um, uh, bah, 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 Paper Horizon, Mario, but right? now it's coming to PC, so I'm waiting for that. Oh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC, yeah. I what, I think, doesn't it come out for PC in August? Yeah, like August 7th, I think it is. Yeah, I think I'm just going to wait. I was going to buy it for PS4. Oh, you don't own it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I do See, not own it. Yeah. Just buy the uh, complete edition on Steam then, yeah. Probably yep, a better bet. What, yeah. And, and, your P, and your PC is more powerful than your PS4. Exactly. So you'll be able it'll to fucking amazing. crank that shit up and get a yep. really good game yep. out of that. It'll <laughs> look amazing. So I'm going to wait to do that, but I will be streaming that uh, come August. Hell yeah, man. That's really cool. Uh, stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Theme song of the week, Dan your pick this week what are we going with we going with hangman adam page okay very nice to compliment last week my uh 
Kenny Omega choice. Okay. I like it, man. We've not played this one yet, obviously. And I, I think we should try to keep it at stuff that we've never played. I know we never kind of made that a rule that we couldn't overlap, but it is fun to. Uh, well, I think at some you know. point it might get a little hard. Well, I think we're going to have to overlap at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but we should try to go through everything before no, we start overlapping. We should no, try to we should try to play it all. And, and we do will it. do that. But I like it, man. OK. So this theme song of the week this week is uh, Hangman Adam Page's AEW theme. Now hit the music. 